This is episode number 907 with Randy Jackson. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Robert Greene said, mastery is not a function of genius or talent. It is a function of time and intense focus applied to a particular field of knowledge. I'm super excited about this. I love sitting down with Randy Jackson and sharing stories of the past and lessons learned for today. If you don't know who he is, he's a big inspiration to so many people. He's a music industry vet, TV producer, author, and entrepreneur. He recorded music on multiple albums for bands and artists like Journey, Maze, and Kenny G. Starting in 2002, he became a famous television personality as a judge on the popular singing competition show American Idol. Sharing his secrets of success, he wrote the 2004 book, What's Up, Dog? How to Become a Superstar in the Music Business. He became an executive producer on America's Best Dance Crew, which premiered in 2008 and lasted eight seasons. This was one of my favorite shows, actually, at the time. And we talk about my love for America's Best Dance Crew. And in his personal life, he found out that he had type 2 diabetes in 1999. He changed his diet and exercise routine and underwent gastric bypass surgery in 2003, which led him to losing 100 pounds. And in this interview, we talk about how he set himself apart to record with some of the biggest artists in the world in the 80s and 90s. The power of music when he knew that music and entertainment was what he wanted to master for the rest of his life. What it takes to stand out in any industry and get people to pay attention consistently. The original idea behind America's Best Dance Crew and why it was so successful for so many years. The power of taking care of your personal health and why he's dedicated to educating as many people as he can about it and so much more. We have a lot of fun stories and banter back and forth. Super excited about this. Make sure to share this with a friend. You have the opportunity to change and save a person's life by sharing this message. LewisHouse.com slash 907. We're on a mission to impact 100 million people every single week, and we need you to share it so you have that opportunity. So please share it with a friend, text a friend, or post on social media, and let me know what you think. All right, and let's dive into this episode with the one and only Randy Jackson. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. 
Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. This podcast is going to be seven years the end of this month. Congratulations, man. You've been doing well with this, though. It's crazy. That was fun. Yeah, we have 150 million plus downloads on the audio alone. Videos, you know, bigger it's and growing. It's crazy, bro. And it's crazy. We were like kind of, we weren't the original podcast, but it was like we were in the first wave before like everyone else kind of got in like a few years after me. And Well, I heard about this. I got turned on to it. Because I was watching Scooter's thing. Oh, Scooter's interview with me? Or, yeah. yeah, he's great. And um, He's awesome. That's one of the first, where's this guy? Lewis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. He's great. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a good been, dude. He's been, we did a show last year. I did like a Facebook Watch's first talk show. We right. Part, we partnered on that together. So he's a good dude. Well, yeah, he's a, smart guy. All over the place, but he's a good guy. Yeah, I mean, he's gotten where he came from. He's got, I've known him since the beginning. From Atlanta days when he was like a producer, or like a nightclub promoter? More than that, when he was like basically <laughs> uh, an intern doing social media for Jermaine Dupri wow. looking for the next crisscross. That's how he found Justin Bieber. Wow. Crazy. Talking about getting a, finding something and running with it. And Jermaine didn't want. Didn't want Bieber. But he happened to be working with Usher. And he happened to be working with Justin Timberlake, who both started fighting over Bieber. Oh, isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, you know, what, what do they call it? The perfect storm? Crazy. You know? And he had talent, and he was hungry, and all these things. I mean, it's like... I mean, they just, they picked all the right horses. And Usher happened to have a deal with L.A. Reid. Mm-hmm. L.A. was running Island Def Jam at the time. And he ran it the old school way. So it just worked out. Well, you could say, I'm going to bet $10 million on red yeah. and do it. And then it And changed the whole company because yeah. he came under, up under Clive Davis, L.A. did. Yeah. Clive would say, unless Whitney Houston is number one across the board this week, all of you are getting fired. Wow. <laughs> so you go, I still need my job. He's bought a new car. Wow. He's got a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, if Bieber was on American Idol and you saw him there, would he have made it through to the final round? Just like seeing him sing a song, or was there some? Well, there had to be Justin something else. Justin Bieber would have been there. He would have definitely made it through. He might have even won because what I think people mistake about him—he's actually really talented. Yeah, he's really talented. People saw how he started, you know, social media, YouTube, all of that, but he's really talented. He's got a gift. He's really got a gift, man. He's better. I think he's better than most people even think. Mm. Do you think he would have made it as big as he is now without, you know, Usher and kind of Timberlake fighting over it, without Scooter pushing as hard as he did, without I think all of that social media. Usher happened to have a deal with L.A. Reid. Usher happened to be in a studio with Jermaine Dupree, so was Justin Timberlake. I think all of those parts played such a pivotal, perfect storm role that, I mean, you know, Scooter with his assertiveness and yeah. him being smart. I mean, I think the whole thing, I mean, you know, L.A. signing. I mean, I think the whole thing was a perfect storm. Perfect storm. 
Because you can't look at success that huge without saying, that person must really be talented. Yeah. And the team around them must be really smart and talented. Yeah. So you got that many smart, talented people that are all hugely successful for a long time. Oh my God, that's the perfect storm. It's gonna work. Yeah. Now you, you, you played with, you produced, you were you know, manager with so many big artists. But it seems like a lot of big artists have some type of downfall. They have some type of like, it's too much to handle, it's too much success at that early of an age. Like you see even Bieber had a number of years where he went through a lot of stuff. Whitney Houston, like all these people kind of have this, like a dark, I don't know if it's a dark side or if it's just the success is too big for them. I think, you know, we often say in the industry, and this is really true, artists are their own worst enemies, right? Yeah. So I always say, it's not who you think you are. It's not who you think you want to be. It's who you actually are that's going to lead you out of the darkness into the forever light, mm -hmm. right? So part of the issue to me is, is that you see all the Disney kids growing up. So when you're a young kid, Bieber, whomever it is, thrust into an adult world that's an adult business world, and you're making those kind of numbers, that kind of money in the business world, they're all clamoring for you, but you're a kid, you have no idea how to assess, how to deal with, how to like, what is this? Who are these people? What does this mean? I guess uh, that's why the team, once again, is so important. Mm. Do they have my back? Do they get me? Are they holding me down 100? Knowing that I don't understand, but being a visionary saying, but in the future, five months from now, a year from now, five years from now, this is what this is gonna mean to us moving forward. Mm. So it, ta it takes an army, dude, it takes a village. Yeah. Literally for everything, it takes a village. Something I love that you did um, the most is America's Best Dance Crew, for whatever uh, reason. For whatever reason. Louis, good looking out, brother. I don't know why that show's not on air anymore. Uh, like, it was the greatest show. I remember a moment in the show, it must have been after season two, maybe three, it was like one of the finales. You said, you came out on stage, I can't remember this vividly, for whatever reason, this memory, it's like a circular stage, you're coming yeah. out there, and you say, this is the hottest show on TV. I don't know if you remember saying this, you're like, right now we are the hottest show on TV. And it was like, maybe it was the finale or something. And I just remember, I was like, that show brought so much joy and inspiration to so many people, myself included. And I remember it was like a darker time for me, uh, when, when did it come out? What was the first season? What year was that? I think the first season was 2007. Yeah, that was 2006. The year I got injured playing arena football was 2007. Right. And I remember watching this show yeah, late uh, at night on MTV and it brought me a lot of joy and inspiration just to see people going for their dreams. Well, you know, it's a funny thing about that show. You know, I had an idea of trying to create something that was different and unique. Yeah. So my agent of, at the time at WME, Lance, and Sean Perry said, hey, you should go and check out this dance competition. You know, Howard and Karen, who have Hip Hop International, had a dance competition down in Torrance. Mm. So going down there, I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, wow, now, so this is interesting crews. I grew up with dance crews all yeah. around me because I grew up in the hood in Louisiana. And, you know, all around me. So friends of mine were all in crews, and they were doing it for, like, a lifestyle of living. Whether they were making money or not, they were getting together, you know, B-boys, B-girls, they were like popping, whatever what it was, just that camaraderie. And I thought, if I could take this and turn it into a competitive TV show, mm -hmm. the world hasn't seen anything like this. Yeah. You grew up in the hood, any hood, the black hood, the Chinese, the Mexican, yeah. the white hood, whatever hood. 
you've seen something like this. You know, it's like almost having like, you know, pool players team or bowlers mm -hmm. league or whatever. And dude, we, we scrubbed <laughs> it up and it just, we first sold it to NBC and then the president got blown out and we sent it over to MTV and you know, uh, the guys over there that were running it at the time, Tony and Liz, you know, graced us with the show, you know, and it just, you know, it just became that thing, man. I mean, I was, I was one of my proudest shows because it was first mm. doing something no one else had done. So hard. The same thing can be said, though, for American Idol. We were first before The Voice, before any of that, the first one. I'm hearing the lyric of a song, first cut is the deepest, but <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? So when you're first and you got it dialed in and it's hot and it's happening, dude. Everyone's paying attention. Everyone's paying attention and you get a chance to win. Yeah. You get a chance to win. How many seasons did that go for? Dance Crew went for seven seasons at MTV. That's pretty big, right? No, it was a great run, man. It was a great run. And it was so unassuming because mm. I don't think people understood at first what it was, but I'm telling you what I love the most and one of the things that we created. I wanted to have it feel like you played sports, you played ball, I played ball. I wanted to have it feel like you were in at a pep rally in high school, yeah. in the gymnasium with the bleachers and everybody going crazy, picking this team, yeah, go rah, yeah. rah. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I really wanted it to have that like, WWE, yeah. like, you know. It was amazing. It was electric. Dude, in the place where we shot it at Warner's, dude, it was rocking in there, dude. It was just rocking. Electric, just loud, just screaming. It was a college pep rally. Yeah. Dude, I loved, and that was wow. my, that was, man, I loved that atmosphere uh, because it just, it really fueled the performers, too. Wow. When they have that whole audience and the cameras are on and screaming, you're going, ah, oh, you're popping the lock at hard, right? Dude. You're, going, you're jumping backflips. Great DJs, people were dancing in the stands. It was just like a good old-fashioned oh, party. So you go to this show and people will just be lined up around the block because they know they're going to have a good time. So it was really created for that, you know? We're working on something else like that now. Mm. Uh, that hopefully we'll get on this 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 year 2020, but right. I just love that man. kind of electric energy, you know? It was amazing, man. Now, why does a show like that have a big run and then why does it end? I felt like it was still great. Why, um, why do shows stop when it, they're still... You know, um, when you first started, it's brand new. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew. Only a couple of us thought that it was going to work and surprise, surprise, it worked big. So once you, what did they say? Uh, failures have no fathers or sisters or brothers or cousins. Mm -hmm. Success, all of a sudden there's a million. All of a sudden everybody's telling, I knew it was gonna work. Right. I'm the one that told them to, to have <laughs> yeah, the real yeah. cam yeah, yeah. around the round stage, have the mirrors, ceilings. These lights, uh, yeah. I'm the one that said do this and do that. So I think it just started kind of wearing Everyone had a different idea, and when you cooks, get yeah. too many cooks and ideas in the kitchen, it not only spoils the soup, the soup is a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think most ideas, simple ideas work best, right? Keeping we it know simple. this in life, keep it simple. There's a thing over every studio in Motown, back in the day in the history of Motown Records, 
that had, I think, 150 number one records in the history mm. of Motown. Over every studio, there was K-I-S-S, Keep It Stupid Simple, simple. or Simple Stupid, whichever you like. Uh-huh. Keep It Simple Stupid or Keep It Stupid Simple, yeah. When it gets too complex, mm. all bets are off. That's when people lose. Yeah. If Everyone's it, a genius. That means no one's right, a genius. Right. It's, too much, it's too hard to think that much if it's too creative. It's too, too much thinking. Yeah. Too much thinking. We've overthunk the thing. That's why great songs follow a simple pattern, right? A simple. Dude, you speak it. Listen, I manage a lot of writer producers. I'm one myself. I say this every week at our writer song meetings. Got to be simple. Simple yeah. ideas. The Beatles were simple. Motown was simple. Stop in the name of love. Whoa. I don't have to think. I don't have to think where's the chorus. Yeah. I don't have to think like, let it be one of the greatest songs so ever good. written in life. They say, let it be seven times in the chorus. Oh my God. Over and over again. Over and over again. I, I mean, what I'm about, just... what about uh, Frozen? Let it go, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like saying, let it go over and over. Well, there's a lot of great writers. Max Martin being one of the greatest uh, of our time the last 30 years. He was my neighbor. Yes, I the know where you are. Right I know where the yeah, I know right where you are. My neighbor in my building, CJ Barron, it works with Max and does a lot of yeah. songs with him. So he's always over there, come yeah. back and tell me what they're working on. Yeah. And, it's all about the simplification, which makes something really pop. Whether it's yeah. a TV show, a book, a Idol song. was a simple idea. Yeah. Dance Crew was a simple idea. You know, Biggest Loser was a simple idea. Dancing with the Stars, simple idea. I mean, you know, any things that you find, and especially in the reality world, that are simple ideas, you could probably make float. Because I think the public has to digest them. Every game show that you like, it's a simple idea. Yeah, roll a dice. Password. Yeah. <laughs> Jeopardy. It's a yeah. simple yeah, yeah, idea. Yeah. Exactly. You know, the execution has to be done, you know, mm -hmm. cleverly, but it's a simple idea. Yeah. Now, you were an all-state uh, football and track. Now, were you a better athlete or a better musician? I was a better musician, obviously. You know what I say to people every time I meet them? I meet a lot of people. I see a lot of prospective artists, clients, whatever. We're developing a lot of TV. And I say to people this. They go... I'm an actor, dancer, singer, <laughs> model, producer, TV host, writer, TV host, a uh, dog parent, mom, a yeah. mom, a dad. Okay, fine. I go. You can use this too, Lewis. Yeah. Where have you made your most money? Mm. And they'll answer one or the other, and I go. I guess that's what you, that's really what you are. are. So this is where the public is seen and said, "I'm going to give you money for this." Uh -huh. So the rest of the stuff is a hobby. You the like, you like really these things. You love these things, yeah. but these are not your life's calling, mm. per se. Because to find out what your life's calling means that you could be good at a bunch of things. What are you great and best at? Mm -hmm. So, and how does the public view you without you having to tell them? They see you and they go, blah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, music's always been in my heart. It was never top of heart because, you know, like yourself, when you play in sports since you like elementary school, junior high, high school, whatever, you're just, that's your focus. You're because in. it takes all your time, all your training, all your Sleep, thoughts, everything. Like, yeah. But I'll never forget in high school, I started playing gigs in bars, like after games, you know, sneaking out. My parents didn't know. I was, they thought I was at McDonald's with the rest of the people. So I was playing in some bar, and, you know, <laughs> like. So I, I guess thinking back on it, 
It's been a bigger part of my life than I ever even realized. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included but you don't take yada yada in life so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too. in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Save big money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards. We have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at what got you into it in the first place? Uh, my brother was a drummer. There was music all around my neighborhood, uh, music all around my house. As I say, my brother was a very successful jazz drummer. He's yeah. a teacher at Southern University Wow. now in Louisiana. I mean, it just, you know, it's one of those things that when you're around it, you kind of absorb it. And I think it's almost like taking a kid, showing a kid 10 things and see what they gravitate towards. Right. Oh, you really like that, right? You Go do more of it. Do yeah. more of that. What about that? Because I think it's exposing the kids to different things so they can see what they like. Yeah. And were you always playing uh, bass or were you playing multiple instruments? I started playing you? drums because my brother was a drummer. Yeah. I started playing guitar. I played saxophone. Wow. And I played piano. Then bass was really, bass and saxophone were the last two. Really? Yeah. And that's the one that you stuck with, right? Yeah. It just, you know, it spoke to me, you know what I mean? Like... You know, I hear bass lines in my head. I can be in a noisy restaurant right now and hear just a glimpse just of the bass line yeah. and go, 
Right, right. That's so and so song, or that's Joni Mitchell, or oh, that's man, Joni Mitchell. Uh, Paul Funkadelic, or nah. that's Tribe Called Quest, or just by hearing the bass line. Just by hearing the bass line. Wow. Or that's the revolution shall not be televised from Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, there you go. I like yeah. that. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. Did you grow up learning jazz as the the, the fundamentals? Or were I you grew learning, up learning classical? blues, rock, R and B, all of that? Because you know, the great thing about growing up in the South in Louisiana is you have its own forms of music being Dixieland and Zydeco, its own natural things. And it was a lot of Indian and French and Creole and all these settlements, along with the Afro-Cuban, African-American, all these settlements, yeah. that it created this sort of great potpourri of just hmm. amazing music. Hmm. From the meters to the wild Chapatulas Indians to like even Second Line in the streets is this whole thing. When you look around now, you've got like Big Frida, you got all the Zydeco stuff, all the uh -huh. Dixieland, you, and along with rock, along with Southern rock, along with all the funk, all the R&B, all the country, all the bluegrass. It just, it's a wow. great, I didn't know that growing up, but as I started moving around the country and meeting other people, they're like, man, you're so fortunate to grow up there. That's cool. You know? Yeah. Because you it, take it for granted. Absolutely. It's interesting. My parents were uh, opera majors at Ohio State. Wow. So my, I'd hear my mom and dad singing all the time when I was growing up. My brother, you sing some opera? No. Louis no. Kipps. <laughs> exactly. <I> just, <laughs> Come on, man. I wish, man. I, uh, <laughs> I wasn't acquired high school and I did the musical one year just to like show myself that I wasn't just like a dumb jock, that I was gonna yeah, be the opposite. Yeah, no, you were trying to get that girl that was in the play. Exactly. I know the girl was you, in the man. play too, yeah. I know you, bro, um, I get it. And uh, <laughs> so my, my parents were opera majors. My, uh, my brother was one of the top classical, uh, uh, classical violinists in the country for his age group under 18. Wow. Then he went to prison at 18 for selling uh, LSD to an undercover cop at Ohio State. Wow. Was in prison, sentenced six to 25 years for selling one sheet of LSD to an undercover cop. Got out in four and a half years on good behavior. But during that time, he joined the prison band. And he was the only white guy. And all these older guys taught him blues, hip hop, rap, so is he still R&B, playing? and jazz. And now he's the number one jazz violinist in the world. What, what's his name? Christian House. He played with Les Paul for 10 years what? in New York City. He's played with all the greats all around the world. And he's the baddest MFer on the electric or Jazz violin you'll ever watch. It's unbelievable to watch. Do you tell him to start a band? For sure, man. I'll have him come out here and connect him <laughs> sometime. But uh, so I grew up in jazz clubs uh, watching him play. Like every week, I just, my dad would take me out. And after he got out of prison, he was playing a lot to get his feet back on the ground. And um, I really learned about jazz and just started, started to learn to appreciate it. Like, you know, jazz is like a sport. It's like bouncing off of each other and you're all listening and you're connecting and it's improvisation. Well, I often say that. The quintessential jazz musicians are probably, in my estimation, the greatest musicians in the world. It's unbelievable. Because you have to interpret and you have to add your own voice to something. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to improvise. This is why probably the biggest song learned in Berklee School of Music or any of the colleges across the country is Giant Steps by the great mm -hmm. John Coltrane. Because the changes and the modality of which the changes follow and you play through and he circular, I mean, it's just. Yeah. 
My God. That's cool. Did you, it's amazing. Did you go to Berkeley at all? Or I did not. A bit? I went to Southern University at the uh -huh. same time in Louisiana. My brother went with a great teacher named Alvin Batiste. Oh, okay. And he just helped us all through tremendous, one of the greatest teachers. But I took privately and I really yeah, yeah. fell in love with Miles and Miles. Coltrane. Yeah, yeah. And fortunate enough to play with uh, Billy Cobham, who was in the Mahavishnu Orchestra. Speaking of Jerry Goodman, violinist, jazz violinist, and I worked a lot with Jean-Luc Ponty. Oh, yeah. He was also a big jazz He's violinist. Huge. And um, wow. I just fell in love with it. The whole fusion thing to me is like rock and roll with every note, every mode, every time That's signature amazing. possible. It's kind of like being a linebacker. You got to learn everyone's play. Everyone's you got to understand it. And when you think about Ornette Coleman, and then you think about P-Funk, or you think about any of those bands like that, everything worked, mm. everything was used. I mean, just unbelievable high caliber mm. of understanding of music. Yeah. Un Ornette I mean, Sun Ra, all the Freedom Jazz guys, I mean, I can't say enough. John McLaughlin, probably one of the greatest guitar players in the world, if not for that music, the greatest. Mm. Just lived and breathed Coltrane, started Mahavishnu Orchestra that was just, oh my God, I, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I was listening to something the other day. This guy's just next level. Mm. It doesn't get any higher. It's like in the Olympics, the degree of difficulty, he's there with Coltrane and all the rest of them. Wow. I mean, um, uh, someone turned me on to this kid years ago. His name is Joey. He's this young kid, piano player, signed a Verve, I think. He's just I, I just, I just fathom that you can improvise and play, hearing all the notes and all the tones and just do it so expertly well. I so, just love. It's beautiful. To this day, I still love jazz. Yeah. You're extremely um, educated in a breadth of music, and lots of different modalities of music. You've played with so many great people. You've also just seen a lot of great people that you didn't play with. Who is the, in your opinion, the greatest person that you played with uh, for so many years? And then who is the greatest either singer, artist, musician that you didn't play with that you were so in awe with that you, you didn't get a chance to play with? God, I, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, you played um, with so many people on tour. You, I played with a lot of people that people. played with John McLaughlin that were, that yeah. were in my Vishnu. Because I work with Nardo Michael Walden, I work with Billy Cobham, both drummers. I work with both violinists, yeah. Jerry Goodman and Jean Luc, and you know, work with Herbie, who played him and John, and all those guys played with Miles. Wow! I, you know, I, you know, some of those guys are probably the greatest. I mean, Herbie. I mean, yeah. I mean, Miles Coltrane, John. I just, I, you know. On the singer side, yeah, the, the pop star side. Who is the most talented? Fortunately singer? for me, I worked with. It's more like a top ten for me, from Springsteen to Billy Joel, wow, to Elton John, to Aretha, to Mariah, to Whitney, to Celine Dion, mm. to you know all those unbelievable greats. Uh, I just, I... It's hard to pick one, huh? I mean... Because you were a musical director for a few of them, right? Yeah, but Aretha inspired so many... People. <laughs> God rest her soul. Yeah. I mean, 
just, I mean, you know, and all of those greats that, that also, they all came with their own lane. Yeah. None of those sounded the same. Right. Even Dylan didn't sound like anyone else. I mean, you know, this is, this is what I still challenge artists with today. I know you can copy anything out there. You can be the best, biggest trap star. People come up to me every day. Music all sounds the same on the radio. Well, it's some of the same writers, same producers, same melody, same sounds, all of this. And people kind of just want to copy each other because they want to just be on the radio. Well, yeah. they want something like this. I'm going to give them that. But what is your brand? What are you selling? I know what everyone else is selling, but give me something unique to identify you by. If you can't, I don't know. Who's the most unique person out there right now? The most unique artist? I would say Bruno with. Mars is, is etched out his own lane. I would say what you've seen Lizzo and Billie Eilish do this, this last couple of years. Crazy, right? They've etched out their own. I think this girl, Tori Kelly, is so Tori's unbelievably amazing. talented. Tori's girls, yeah. Yeah, I still hate her that I voice. didn't get a chance to sign her. You did? But Tori, I love you Well, she was on are. American Idol, right? She was on Idol, She yeah. got like top 10, and then you guys were like, hey, yeah, you're not good at her. It wasn't me. <laughs> uh, uh, I think, She's um, amazing, yeah. you know, I think on the countryside, I think people have done interesting things. I think this girl, Ashley McBride, yeah. is amazing. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think equally on that side, I guess Dan and Shade kind of mm -hmm. come into their own. I think in the jazz world, you got Kamasi Washington, you got Corey Henry, you got Robert Glasper, mm -hmm. you got all these guys, Esperanza Spalding, that's really come with her own thing. I think, you know, on the urban side, you got her, you got, mm -hmm. I guess, SZA. Mm -hmm. You know, on the hip-hop side, certainly, I guess you got Drake, you got Kendrick, you know, you got Travis. You know, a lot of those guys yeah. have come out with their own thing. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. exciting. Yeah. I'm curious, you've had an amazing life. Like, just so many cool experiences. So far. So far. It's not over yet. And a continuation, no. a continuation. It's going. But yeah. again, so far, you've had an amazing life that... You know, from sports to music to business to judging to management to, you know, all the creative directing, so many different moments. Like, you've had some incredibly big moments. What would you say are like top three for you so far? Of like, from all the touring you did, from all the awards you won, from all the shows you produced, the, you know, the, the moments in just some pub in the middle of nowhere where three people are playing, but you feel you hit that note, you hit the groove. Like, what are those top three for you? I think back as a kid in Louisiana, in Thibodeau, Louisiana, playing at a club called The Foundry, yeah. which is a big club at that time back in the day, playing with a guy named John Fred and the Playboys. He had a Beatles sort of kind of spoof song called Judy in Disguise that became a local regional hit. I think being in the studio with Irma Thomas, the queen of like the R&B blues thing mm -hmm. from the South, playing on stage with Ernie Cato and those guys at Jazz Fest mm. back in the day. I think about all the early years, you know. Yeah. I think about the first tour with Billy Cobham, being on stage with him, the Montreux Jazz Festival, seeing Oscar Peterson in the early days. I think about being on stage with Journey at mm. uh, Calaveras County Fairgrounds. You played with Journey too? Yeah, with Dude, Journey. That and must have been epic. 
them closing the show with the song Faithfully oh. and hearing <laughs> everyone in the crowd sing every lyric wow. and every still gives me goosebumps to this day. How many people were there? Uh, must have been 100,000, 200,000, I don't know. Crazy amount. This was at their height, huh? This is the height of this band, but. Oh my gosh. I finally realized what it meant to write a hit song that really penetrated the public. They live, they learn every word, and they sing it back to you where you can just hold out the microphone and you go, God, thank you, Lord Jesus, I've made it. They finally understood what I was doing. I finally gave them something. They're living on every word. Wow. The power in that. <sighs> crazy. Like, it still gives me chills to this mm. day. I think those moments, I think being in the studio, we recorded Jumpin' Jack Flash with Aretha in Detroit for this Whoopi Goldberg movie and being with Keith and Woody and Steve Jordan, Chuck Lavelle, myself on mm. bass, Aretha in the recording, wow. Steve Lillywhite, engineering, producing, mixing. Which it movie just, was this, Sister Act? No. Sister Act. Oh, uh, man, no, man. it wasn't Sister Act. Uh, Jumping Jack Flash, oh, it was gotcha, the gotcha. movie. It's like wow. just recording that with them and shooting the video and just being in the studio with Springsteen, you know. Wow. Just, just those touches of greatness for me just being a sponge, just mm. even being able to be in that environment, thank God. Wow. So I always say to people, make sure you're a sponge and make sure you're open so that you can receive and learn something. Wow. Never block the blessings, Lewis. That's right. Don't be block the blessings, y'all. Don't open. block them. <laughs> be open be to the open. blessings. Be open. How do you stay open to blessings? Uh, I think, you know, with wisdom and I think people like me and others saying it to you mm. that, you know, the person with a closed mind and knows everything probably knows nothing. Mm. So they are operating out of fear. Yeah. Why are you closed? Why do you know everything? I don't know everything. Yeah. I mean, I've been a lot of places in the world. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know everything. I don't want to know everything. Yeah. I want to learn something new every day. Yeah. So, you know, I what, think. What was the moment? And maybe it was this moment with Steve Perry and, and Journey, what was, was there many moments or any moments where you just were playing and you're kind of in awe, like you had the chills and you're in tears of this moment? That Calaveras County Grounds, That's I mean, it. that I can only thing, imagine hearing Faithfully sung back to you guys, just screaming at you. The whole set, you. the whole set, I mean, it just, um, you know, at the height of the band wow. and you know, just being so fortunate and so blessed to be in that spot. And you're on stage playing. Dude, I'm on stage playing and songs I didn't know they loved. <laughs> like they love Wheel in the Sky. Oh, great like, song. They love all, I mean, just like. Oh, don't stop believing, I mean, I mean. That must have been electric as well. I'm saying, dude, and I mean, Neil and Perry and Jonathan and Mike Baird, the guys are all so talented. I mean, just to be there, you know, it's just, it's such an achievement accomplishment, it's a milestone. It's just, you know, but saying equally, you're in the studio with Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. I mean, you're in the studio with Elton John, you're in the studio with Billy Joel. What's I that mean, like? In the studio with Dylan, I mean. Wow. You're in there with Aretha, dude. Like, I don't even know. Whitney Houston, <laughs> I mean, Mariah. What was that like with all those people? You know, there was a song Mariah wrote 
years ago for a movie called Lead the Way that is still one of my favorite songs in life. The melody just kills mm. me every time I hear it. I mean, just how unbelievably talented she is. Wow. Just, you know, being around that level of greatness that you say to yourself, don't get no better than this. God, wow. Top of the world, yeah. Thank you. Now, it's undeniable that you're an amazing bassist, right? You're an amazing musician. You know, I think I'm pretty good. You're amazing, right? You're, <laughs> I you're don't top. Know if I'm amazing, but. but but there's also guys that I'm sure you saw that you're like, this guy's got to step on me. This, this guy's, guy's a little better. Now. Victor Wooten, this kid Mono Neon, who was ridiculous, and this girl Day D E Y from India. Oh my God. They're amazing, right? And Hadrian Freud. I mean, these, these guys, I mean, Thundercat. I mean, the dude, there's so many great players. So what is it about for people listening or watching who are great, but they know someone's better at their skill than them in the world? What is it about you that got all the big opportunities where the other potentially better bassists didn't get, they weren't in the studio with Elton and... Find out where you fit. Find out where you do better than someone else mm -hmm. and really try and explore that. Also, we're all a little bit different. Yeah. So what's your difference? Once again, we're back to the original conversation. Yeah. What is your brand? I know what someone else's brand is. What's your brand? Bruno Mars can sing anything. This guy's so uniquely gifted. I mean, my God. I mean, you know, he's like, Reminds me of all the church guys, yeah. and then, you know, the Kim Burrells, the Karen Clarks, the, you know, uh, the Smokey Norfolks, the B Slades, the whatever. It's like, this is like effortless talent. What is your unique thing? What makes you unique? What do you do better than anyone else? I know you can do a bunch of things. Right. What is that certain thing that Lewis does that no one else does? What was that thing that you did that no one else did? I think, you know, for me... I was a jazz guy, but I was also a church kid. I was also the R&B rock kid that I grew up loving R&B rock. I grew up loving music, country. I grew up mm. loving everything. So I wanted to understand music on a deeper, different level and not become a music snob like a lot of the jazz guys. Mm -hmm. A lot of the jazz guys want to only play jazz. It's like so, my brother. so my brother, I'm like, you got to start playing other stuff. Yeah, so, and also for me, fortunately, when I moved to the Bay Area to start working for Narda Michael Walden with his production team, we would do 10, 20 records before we ever got noticed by anybody because we were jazz guys trying to cross into the popular music R&B world. But it took us a while to learn mm. what that was really about because we could play any of the notes. But were we with the feeling of those notes? Did we get the feeling? So was it played with the right intention? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's this blues guitarist today, this guy that I absolutely love, Eric Gales. This guy is so gifted, but he can play all the notes with everyone else, but he also plays it with the feeling. The emotion, oh. yeah. The, <laughs> so the notes without the emotion it's, are nothing. I was gonna play in the classical. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> play the symphony. <laughs> do whatever you want. Where's the Feeling, yeah. man. Give me some feeling. Yeah. That's why the thing about B.B. King killing him with one note, mm. why everybody else has got a hundred notes, he's killing you with one note. You just go, oh. Mm. You know, I grew up on Southern Rock. I love the Allman Brothers. I love the Wayne Allman. Dude, not my cross to bear. 
He makes the guitar cry, dude. It's mm. like that Clapton sort of like, dude, oh my wow. God. Or like Derek Trucks, dude. Like this, these guys are like just, nothing will ever replace the emotion. Mm. So that's really the key to someone's heart and their soul. Because really you're trying to get people to emotionally join you in that journey or that ride or that song or that solo or whatever you're doing. If you do that- Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big money at Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. You may have something. Mm. That's what we did with Dance Crew. Yeah. That's what Idol did. Mm. It touched your heartstrings. Yeah. Maybe I was that kid that's auditioning. My eyes were too close together. I had buck teeth. I had Coke bottle glasses. I was overweight, I was skinny, I didn't know who I was, I didn't, you know, you know, whatever, whatever. That's, that's what got me into Unify Health, so this Unify Health lab thing, because you know, I was that kid, I was, I, was, I was all those kids. So it's funny, I became a judge huh. on Island because I was all those kids trying to make it growing up. Wow. So I was them, so I could actually feel the pain, yeah. what they were going through. You know, I struggled all my life with my health too, so growing up in the South, eating the best, Everything. The, best <laughs> the best food that like, you know, I often say we don't trust a skinny chef. There's a bunch of condiments on the table. I'm leaving the restaurant because they didn't taste that food before they served it to me. So like, what do you mean that's too much butter and salt and sugar in this? That's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, it tastes better, right? <laughs> tastes, man, tastes good. You wow. know, they, they, what's the saying? Man, I see your belly growing. You must be doing something right. <laughs> must be living right. Your belly's growing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I'm curious. I want to get to, to your health transformation in a second because it's amazing what you've overcome and what you're doing now um, with this new brand you have. But I'm curious, there had to be something special that you had to, to keep getting asked back. To go from one person to the next person because you might be talented enough to say, okay, Whitney Houston's gonna give you a shot, but you gotta have something else to have like 10, 20, 40 other people say, we need you as well. Was it a relationship quality you had? Was it a, I think a it was energy? That, was it a... I think it was the relationship thing. And I also think that I did a lot of sponging and listening. Mm. So I'm thinking back now, when we were doing Howl I Know, oh, um, no. we were doing that and we were making a production. I said, you know, if she went up in that beaver, somebody who, somebody who. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, really? Like, you know, because she's another, she was such an effortless, talented, unbelievably talented girl that, you know, I just, 
I would really listen and pay attention and never thought I knew too much, but always was trying to bring the positivity and the whatever to the session and really trying to find the greatness in the moment in the song. Mm -hmm. You know, what's going to make this great and how is this going to try and get the listener to pay attention? Because something always has to grab you and make you pay attention, right? Mm -hmm. We're all busy. There's a thousand things. I mean, one of the downsides of social media, I think it's a double-edged sword, is there's way too much noise going on. There was too much noise going on before. Now with all that, there's way too much noise. So how do you get somebody to pay attention? You got to grab them by the collar and pull them close to listen and force them to hear you out. So hopefully they get it. Yeah. But I think it's that. I think it's the combination of everything. I think it's that kid that grew up in Louisiana with all those potpourris of music around that loved Zeppelin, Hendrix, yeah. James Brown, P-Funk, Sly and the Family Stone, uh, Elton John. <laughs> you want a one-trick pony. You can uh, do a lot of stuff. Mahavishnu, Miles, yeah, yeah. Coltrane, the original... Uh, you know, Hank Williams Sr. and Jr. I mean, I think it was that guy yeah. that loved Boom Chick Country. You know what I mean? Like, you know. They're like, we gotta keep him around. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also there's a thing in the South that I always carry with me. They will say to you, Lois, is that really you? Mm. Meaning, are you being authentic right now? Mm. Is that who you really are in there? Are you trying to fake me out with this over here? Mm. And they're saying, is that really you? Because they don't believe that's really you. Wow, I like that. That's deep. They keep brother. it real down that's there. That's deep. That's deep they down keep there. keep it real down there. Authentic. Is yeah, that they really need you? to know they like you before they're even going to ask what you do out here, everybody you meet. So what do you do? Down there, they're going to take a minute. They may take mm. three, four weeks before they even ask you. So, by the way, what do you do? You've eaten with them. You've had drinks with them. By the way, what do you do? Because they want to know, they want to know you first. They want to get to know your energy, your heart, yeah. Yeah, I mean, do I even like this person? Right. Because if I don't like them, I don't Who care cares? what they do. Who cares what right, they do? Right, right. That's interesting. So you got, to, so people liked you. You were real. I mean, I they like, like to you say people love me, but you know. There's some people yeah. that don't like me, but whatever. I like that, man. Can't please everyone, right? <laughs> now, you've gone through a big uh, transition in your health. Like right. back in 2003, you lost a bunch of weight. Yeah. And you've kind of gone up and down in your health over the years, right? Well, you know, the thing is, is I think there's a bunch of methods that you can use, and I've tried them all and used a lot of them successfully, unsuccessfully, to lose weight. But I think the thing is, is how do you keep it off? It's so hard to keep it off. So it's really a lifestyle change. You have to literally change your lifestyle. Well, when you grew up eating, knowing that, uh, eating everything <laughs> all the time. That's I a moved away. <laughs> And while I'm here, I have to move even further away because you have to really divorce food and start over. It has to be a food divorce. A food and start divorce. Over. Start over. And also a health divorce. So what may be a great workout for you, you may be a Peloton right. guy, you may be at Equinox every day or the great gym here or there or whatever. You may be a Barry's boot camp or whatever the hell. Love Barry's. But that may not be my thing. My thing may be dancing. Mm. <laughs> but no matter what you do, got to move. Yeah. So whatever's going to get you to consistently do it, mm -hmm. that's what you got to find. So once again, it's back to what's my brand. Mm. Did you feel like when you were on tour for all those years with all these big artists that 
you didn't think about your health at all. It was just kind of like eat whatever. My health, it doesn't matter if I'm overweight or You if I'm thought old. about it a lot, but I think also, you know, uh, I wrote some books a while back and I used a couple of behavioral psychologists mm -hmm. to talk about this because in order for me to get you to change, to adopt Unify Health Brand, the brand that we've come up with that I've made that I've got out now, I got to get you to change the way you think about things. That's it. So that's what behavioral modification therapy really is. Um, I want to quit smoking. I want to quit eating, quit smoking. I want to stop this, stop that. So if I can get you to change your mindset around it, maybe we have a chance. How did you change your mindset around it originally? I had to divorce it. I developed type two diabetes. I had no choice. I didn't you had listen. to. There's no cure. You're gonna have this the rest of your life. You can live a great life with it, but you have to make changes. And if you don't make changes, you're gonna be sick. You're gonna injure yourself. You're gonna get this disease, this thing, this thing, that you're thing. Die. This thing. Yes. So. Wow. What are you gonna do? Wow. And so that was what, 15, roughly 15 years ago, or 20, 17 years ago. 17 years ago, you got that. Yeah. So what am I gonna do? So I gotta get it together. Yeah. So I can't eat like that anymore. Even if I go down there, I can't have everything fried. No. Everything with a ton of sugar, butter, Jeez. salt. Yeah. I can't do it. I mean, even the vegetables. I mean, you know, because to them, how does it taste? Not the vegetables are for you. soaked in butter. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> does it taste good? They're fried, they're soaked in butter. Yeah. I mean, I think the desserts down there are probably the sweetest in the world. Right. It's, it's supposed a, to be. It's just a bag of sugar. Yeah. It's a butter. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite things I used to love eating is the pecan pralines. Oh, my It's God. literally butter, sugar, and pecans. Oh. Literally. Oh, real. Literally butter, sugar, and pecans. So have you pretty much cut out almost all sugar in your diet? Or yeah. You, you, I, like I, you know, you have there? to, all the carbs, all, you have to, it just, I had to have a divorce with it. Do you struggle with it today where you see candy or sweets and you're like, I want that? Or is it more of like you've emotionally and mentally blocked it out? No, what I've done now the last couple of years is I call myself, <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny thing, I call myself a flexitarian. Okay, what's this? I, like, eat, I already like this. I'll eat a little bit of whatever I want if I really want to eat it. A little bit. Now, a little bit. Now, if I'm at a birthday party and I want a little bit of that chocolate cake, cake I'm going to have a little small slice, Yeah. but I'm going to skip out on the bread or the pasta or the mm -hmm. rice or the whatever later because I know what that does to my blood sugar, how it spikes. It spikes I'm, it quick, man. Yeah, yeah. So I've got it down to a Science. thing now. Yeah. Because um, I've been living with it for a while and studying it. You know, even so, one cookie will spike your blood sugar up yeah. tremendously, yeah. which will affect yeah. your mood, which will burn. Same thing though with pasta Everything or bread. rice or bread or any of the carbs because yeah. they turn into sugars and metabolizes. Yeah. So I've kind of gotten a pretty good handle on it. And also one of the things I'm proudest of with this, with this line of Unify Health Lab stuff that we've come up with is about five to seven years ago, I realized how important gut health was. Huge. It's the beginning of everything. Everything. Gut health is where everything starts, all the diseases start. So you really gotta get that under control. The mm -hmm. leaky gut thing that Dr. Gundry talks about. I yeah, mean, Gundry's it's great. So Gundry's amazing. It's great. And it, it just, it really speaks volumes. It spoke volumes to me at the time 
So to be able to come up with this as a pay it forward of a way to help people, also, you know, of things that we put in all the formulas, mm -hmm. thinking about your everyday life and how you should really start to live your life. And also, that liquid formula of this mm -hmm. is so great and so potent. This multi-GI5, because it absorbs into the bloodstream a lot quicker because it's a powder, it's mm -hmm. a liquid that you mix. Yeah. So I just, you know, it's helped me. So I just wanted to do something to help For people. Sure. What is unique about Unify that most other health supplement protein brands aren't doing? What, do you, what is it? Well, this is definitely, I got together with some great doctors yeah. and came yeah. up with this formula. So it's not just me and what I've learned. I really went to the task, got some doctors, yeah. some labs involved to really test the stuff. Also, there's a postrate formula, apostate. There's like everything you could think of. And For men, it's men and women. Yeah, yeah. It's universal. Everyone yeah. can take it. So, and this is like the thing you think you don't need, mm. the pre, the pro, every part of the whole gamut of the gut. This is for the gut mostly. Yes. This one, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's like we all don't think we need it, but guess what? Everything you put in, it's always not good, is it? It's always not good? No. For you. No. Right. So especially being in the South, knowing all that butter, all that salt, all None that None of it sugar, was good for you. None of that's you good You didn't eat a good meal that was yeah. healthy. Yeah. So this helps to give you a jump start on it. How important do you think is uh, optimizing your health in terms of uh, relaying over to creativity? Like you were this incredible musician and creative director for the most talented musicians and artists in the world for decades, but you were so talented and your health wasn't in order. No, because remember you focus on things and everything else just goes to hell. Mm. So you're like, I'll never forget, I was on Idol and people would come up to me and they'd say, you know, because Kyle and I will always be giving it to these contestants. That was terrible. They go, yeah, but you're fat. I go, <laughs> yeah, you don't think I got mirrors in my eyes? Uh, I know. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, um, Do you feel like you're more creative now that your health is much better than what it was? I, my energy is way more sustainable. Mm -hmm. It's way greater. I'm way more creative, way more clear. Yeah. Um, it has helped me tremendously. And also, I feel better, bro. Yeah, yeah. God, man, you know, like... <laughs> you're exhausted or feel like you have a weight on your shoulders. Dude, I'm saying, you know, listen. I said once I lost a bunch of weight, I said, listen, I know why people always saying, it's the people that don't need to jog, they're always out in the streets jogging. Yeah. When you're lighter, you want to run. You, <laughs> yeah. You're ready to celebrate. You're happy to you're run. Not, you're not turning around an extra 125 exactly. pounds. Exactly. Like, oh my God, I feel like I want to jump up and dance. <laughs> you know. Um, That's great, man. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a paying it forward to me, you know yeah. what I mean? I think, because uh, look, I take it, it works for me, yeah, so. It's great, man. This is what I think is going to help a lot of people. I love it, man. Because I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of the issues that I have. Yeah. Oh, you've been taking it, Lewis? Lewis, you need to be on this. I need to get on it now. Come on, bro. I'm going to get on it now. Come on, brother. Come on, I brother. I'm going to get on it. Yeah, Craig sent me a bunch. I've been on Craig for years, and he sent me a bunch of stuff and over at the office, so we're going to start trying Craig and his wife are great people. Amazing. I love them immensely, dude. What an amazing guy. Amazing guy, smart guy, great in business. Dude, just, uh, really just the best. And they're, they're really doing, they're making brands like yours to really help people, and that's what I appreciate and acknowledge him for, so...
But you know, to, to give back, to really offer something that people didn't think. And I just think for me, using my voice to say, hey, listen, I did it. Here's some of the things that work for me. Yeah. Maybe this will help you. Yeah, I love that. So you've seen my transformation. I didn't get here by myself. There's yeah. a team of people that helped me. Yeah. I didn't have all these, in fact, I didn't have any of these ideas. Yeah. I was 125 pounds heavier, you know, 17, 18 years ago. So, I mean, I, you know. You look great now, man. Thanks, brother. Congrats on everything. I got a couple final questions for you. Uh, this one is called The Three Truths. I ask everyone of this at the end. So imagine uh, it's your last day on earth many, many years from now. Mm -hmm. You've got a whole nother lifetime to live, right? You're right. 150 years old as you want to be. But one day you got to turn off the lights and you go to another place, hypothetical. And um, imagine you've accomplished anything else you want to accomplish for the rest of your life. All of your dreams that you have now, they come true. And you've had this incredible life. And all the content you've put out in the world, you've for whatever reason got to take everything you've ever said on video or audio or written, it's got to go with you to the next place. So no one has access to this information or anything you've ever said before. But you get to have a piece of paper and a pen and write down three things you know to be true about all the things you've learned in your life. The most important lessons that this is all people would have to remember you by are these three lessons. I call the three truths. What would you say would be your three truths? Make sure you remain open mm -hmm. so you can learn. Make sure you live your life with utmost compassion and humility. Mm. Make sure to listen. Mm. Why is listening such an important one for you? Music. Ah. Listen to what you're saying. Listen to what someone else is saying. Listen to Deepak Chopra. Yeah. Listen to Gundry. Listen to, you know, Chris, Craig. Listen yeah. to, you know, Learn. The things they can yeah. learn from listening to your podcasts. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the information you can glean. So you listen to music, you listen to what people say, because even in conversation, mm. unless you listen, you're not going to hear what someone's saying. That's true. I love that. I want to acknowledge you, um, Randy, for the amount of uh, work you've done on yourself to be able to get to the top on so many different levels, first in sports, then in music for decades, then as a producer, executive producer, creator, the amount of work, you could easily say, I'm good. Like, I'm good, I've made it, I've got the money, I've got the rewards, like, I can eat whatever I want, I'm good. You decided- can eat whatever I want, <laughs> but, yeah. but you decided to say, I'm gonna work on myself and continue to transform and continue to learn and I think it's hard sometimes, I've seen for people who've made it, to say, I'm willing to be uh, open to learning new things. Learning new things about music, about your craft, about your health. That's why I mentioned to you first. Exactly. Open. Yeah. So I want to acknowledge you for that because you're creating a brand that's helping people heal, helping people become better human beings. And uh, you're just a good human being. I really appreciate and acknowledge you for your gifts, your talents, your creativity and your heart. You've got an amazing heart, ability to connect and, uh, and share good information. So thanks brother. I, I love that, that you man. do what you do too. I love, I've listened to your stuff for years and I love that you give back and do what you do because you let people come on here and vent and talk about their stuff. And you ask the great questions, great interview, by the way. Thank you, man. And I think it's important once again, listen,
That's all I've done for seven years is just try to find brilliant people and just hear from them. And it's kind of selfish because I'm learning from great people and then I'm applying to my life, but I'm also sharing with the world. That's all And I'm even if do. you take one thing, say one thing, it's all you need. It's man. all you need. And, and there's some infinite deeper spiritual wisdom in there that if you listen, you'll remember the things you're supposed to get. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> where can we uh, find the brand? How can we follow you online? Where do we, uh, where do we it's go? It's online everywhere, unifyhealth.com. Get about, us, man. And what about you personally? Are you on Instagram and Twitter and social I'm media? I'm on everything. Randy underscore Jackson. Okay. Yeah, I'm on everything. Twitter, Instagram. Awesome. We'll be I'm everywhere. You. I don't even want to be. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, make sure you guys follow him. Check out Unify. Um, send him a message on Instagram and Twitter. I'm sure you'd love to see some people messaging you. Yeah. Uh, the final question is, what's your definition of greatness? When you've achieved massive success in whatever endeavor you want and still are living your life with the utmost compassion mm. and humility. Mm. It's not what you achieve, it's how you do it. Mm. My man, Randy Jackson, thanks man. Appreciate Bro, it, that man. was a good one. Wow. <laughs> My friend, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I love connecting with Randy. I love hearing his stories. He gave me the chills when he talked about uh, being sung at to hundreds of thousands of people with Faithfully uh, on stage with Journey. I can only imagine the chills that would give me being on that stage and experiencing that. If you enjoyed this, share it with a friend. You can help impact, change, and save a life by sending this message to a friend. Text them, lewishouse.com slash 907. You never know the impact you can make on someone's life and you can pay it forward by sharing this to a friend. Personally, you can post it on social media. Just tag me, at Lewis Howes and Randy Jackson, as I'm sure he would love to hear from you as well. Every moment, every day is an incredible gift. We have an opportunity to either buy into the gratitude of the moment or to buy into the negativity of the moment. And everything you're experiencing is actually just a moment and the meaning you put behind it will define your happiness, your joy, or the negativity you feel in your life and the decisions you make. So I really try to focus my time in making a positive meaning around challenging or negative moments to really switch the narrative so that I just come from a place of much more joy and positivity. All we are guaranteed is this moment right here, this day. And I'm just so grateful that you took the time to spend here and listen to this interview with Randy Jackson. As Robert Greene said, mastery is not a function of genius or talent. It is a function of time and intense focus applied to a particular field of knowledge. We all have genius within us, and I know you have genius within you if you're willing to put the time and focus into what you want to do. I love you so very much, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.
Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 